Trucking Trends. Tim Ashoff is with us. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Dave. I hope you are doing well. We are doing uh, as well as we can and uh, actually uh, in some areas uh, really thriving. Um, a lot of folks are out meeting their neighbors for the first time because they're taking walks through the neighborhood, you know, that sort of thing. I'm sure you're seeing that up uh, in your neck of the woods. That's kind of one of the benefits uh, that can come out of this. Um, but you heard my rambling, and, and then it started to ramble even longer intro here this morning. But, um, you know, it, the switches on or off, generally speaking, when it comes to um, – are we opening or not? And when we come out of a downturn, obviously not overnight, but trucking picks up pretty rapidly. Uh, and it's the first link in getting the supply chain rolling again to the consumers. But this one is really, really different. And then times 50. It is. You know, it, what we see is that each state, each county, uh, sometimes each city is is on a different time schedule, and they have different businesses open, different closed, you know, different um, businesses that create freight maybe are in one area, but the area that they can deliver to is not open, uh, so uh, they want to create and get that freight pushed out, uh, but there's nobody on the other end there to receive it. So uh, it, it's really kind of a patchwork puzzle here and, and really trying to figure out how, how and where freight can move and, and keeping balance in a network and meaning, you know, if I send driver from, you know, Nebraska to Ohio, uh, is Ohio um, open and have enough outbound for to get that driver back, you know, to Nebraska, those types of things. And, and so it's, it's an interesting, challenging time compared to, uh, yeah, coming out of some other recessions in that way. And the bumper shall, bumper sticker shall read, timing is everything. Uh, let me repeat that. Timing is everything because you don't know when to pull the trigger individually or collectively when everybody's kind of firing at will, so to speak. Um, and, you know, we, we've we've gone through a lot of uh, ups and downs, but um, the rolling recovery, I guess, is uh, going to be hard to to really get a handle on because I don't know that we've ever done that before. You know, I mean, some people are going to tool up slower than others, but everybody started to tool up today. As opposed to, well, yeah, but two weeks from now, these guys are going to do that, and then we'll wait for these guys over here. So uh, it'll be almost um, every trailer for itself, in a sense, I guess, in terms of who needs what, when, and where. Yeah, you know, it is going to be interesting to to see that. You know, we we do we're fortunate that we haul mostly food stuff and consumer mm -hmm. packaged goods, so that stayed really busy. But we do some food service and and some manufacturing, and you know, we've seen that food service industry. You know, some regular customers we had in there drop down to about twenty five percent of their normal volume, but has now picked back up and in, into some areas up to seventy five percent. You know, in other areas, not as much. And and then we've seen. You know, a few manufacturing facilities that were closed opened up. Um, there's a Kawasaki facility right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, that opened up this week. Um, so they didn't have freight for us for about four weeks, and now they're going to start to have it. Um, we do some a little bit of business for some appliance manufacturers, and they, they were closed, and they're back up to about 75%. But it's, okay, who needs what and where? And, and so 
Kawasaki, uh, my dealers are open in which states and which can you deliver to and and who's going to be out buying. So, you know, it's a big puzzle for everybody. But fortunately, I do think we are seeing a little bit of a, uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. I think we have bottomed and where we are, the, the, the openings, um, while they may be scattered and they may be slow, I think they are good overall for, for freight. It's uh, it's certainly better than, than no freight, that's for sure. One of the uh, things we got into a little bit earlier, one of our callers called in uh, to talk about, um, you know, uh, having a change uh, in the middle of a run, and you have to kind of be aware that that can happen. Um, I'm sure you guys have a real good system for that, but, you know, you check, you double check, and then you triple check, and uh, you never stop checking because uh, at any given moment, somebody can say, okay, we are now closed officially now and uh, the word has to get out almost immediately to that driver out there so that uh, how much is that happening to any degree in fact our driver you know, said that it had happened to him on more than one occasion yeah you know we we did see that happen i i really do think it peaked uh, for the most part about two and a half three weeks ago and we have see we have seen it get better every week now one area that still is some challenging is challenging um and you've heard about it i'm sure is the meatpacking industry oh, um, yes. some of the uh, um, some of the two things we're seeing there either some you know sh- plant shuts downs completely um in order to you know deal with the current situation uh, and then a plant reopening but reopening maybe at 60 to 75 percent so uh, while they thought they may have had, say, 10 loads for you in a day, they may have only ended up with seven. But you don't know which three they're, they're not going to end up with, and you don't know which three drivers that's going to impact. So, yeah, there's that, that constant shuffling of the, of the deck there and staying in touch with your customers to see, hey, what's real, what's not real, when's it going to be ready uh, to use your driver's time the most efficiently and effectively. You know, uh, do you guys uh, ever, and I'm sure you do, um, and you may not expect this question right here, Tim, but um, do you ever sit back and think about what it must have, what what would happen if we didn't have the communication technology and, and the systems that we have right now to get in touch and to keep that line of checks and balances and, and of affirmations going on down the highway so we know that, yep, we're still delivering at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning uh, until that changes. But when it does, I'll know immediately. Man, how would you have handled this, see, even 30 years ago, you know, certainly back 50 years ago when I jumped into the pool? Yeah, no, we've talked about that on a number of occasions that uh, we are so fortunate to have the level of, of technology today that allows for that communication. You know, not even just 30 years ago, but even just five years ago, um, the ability to work for most of our, our office team members to be able to work from home and stay safe in order to, to serve our drivers and serve our customers it would have been difficult for us to do it as effective as we are today, just even five years ago. So technology has been key. It's been so important to how we want to communicate. You know, our, our goal coming into this situation is, number one, the safety of all of our people. So communicate about their safety, about how to stay safe. But then transparency, you know, what's going on? How can we do that? And the way you have to be transparent is to be able to communicate. So if we didn't have, you know, the in-cab communications, uh, actually some of the social Social media communications we're able to do through video messaging and others, uh, we would not be, I think, as successful as we are be to, in today without those, uh, you know, mechanisms to communicate as we are. So you're right; it would be, it would be a much more challenging situation had this happened, you know, 30, 
40 but years ago, but even, you know, 10 years ago, I think would have been even more challenging. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, Tim Ashoff is with us. Uh, something that trended around the uh, country and in, in several states at several of the uh, way stations or rest areas a couple days last week was uh, the um, folks uh, with the Nebraska State Patrol uh, handing out masks, about 95,000 masks uh, last week on, on those couple of days, part of uh, FMCSA's effort and the uh, Nebraska Trucking Association. Yeah, you know, that was a great program, and, and so many of our drivers even were able to benefit that. I get messages from them saying, hey, it was great that, uh, you know, the State Patrol, the Nebraska Trucking Association, in conjunction with you know FMCSA and, and FEMA, had those masks available and then didn't take any time to say, well, what should we do? How should we get them out there? But just got them out to the states, got them out to uh, companies and organizations that would partner together to get them out to the drivers. So I, I think that was a great effort, not only here in Nebraska, but I know across the country, to really to, to help keep the driving force uh, safe and healthy. So so thanks to all those organizations for doing that, for all drivers out there. You uh, talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, to kind of uh, uh, maybe uh, pinpoint a little bit more, if we can, uh, what about your customers in terms of supply, uh, upturn, then now uh, the resupply is coming slower because things have kind of eased off and a lot of that panic buying has stopped. Um, we saw that freight demand really slow down and uh, FTR and uh, one of the other uh, load uh, entities uh, basically say we have hit bottom now on rates. Hopefully that's true, right? Uh, what do you think? You know, I think it's really a matter of perspective and and segment of what what segment of the industry that you're in. I guess you know, for us yeah. in the primarily food stuff and consumer packaged goods, yeah, I think we saw bottom hit about two weeks ago. And uh, I say it's a matter of perspective because in March, as the uh, pantry stocking was going on or hoarding or whatever whatever you want to call it, you know, we had a couple of weeks that were in the you know top ten weeks of for the company you know ever as far as productivity and miles for our drivers. So we we had a real high mountain we were on there, and then we certainly uh, you know as with everybody else as as the buying uh, slowed and and states began to lock down, you know that that demand really fell off as as they're calling that that freight cliff. Um, and then Easter hit about the same time, and, and Easter weekend is generally one of the slower freight times of year. You have the buildup to that, and then a lot of cleaning and retooling that happens then. So we saw all that, but the good thing is, is from a matter of perspective, we have seen it then um, kind of go back up each day and each week. And, and in fact, for us, the last two weeks, uh, our total miles for the company were better than those same two weeks for April of last year. Uh, I was looking, and yesterday uh, we had 200 more loads than we had Monday of last week. So we're, we are seeing that that improvement coming across, um, you know, day by day as we see loads coming and and that. But I do think it's a matter of what segment you're in. I think if you're in the in the auto hauling, if you're in that general merchandise retailing, um, even the food service industry, still, uh, I think it's still really really challenging, and uh, it'll be slower. And as we mentioned before, kind of fragmented across the country uh, to see that pick up depending on what's going on in each area. You know, it's interesting uh, too how the knock-on effect or the domino effect um, uh, is playing into this because uh, ConMet 
uh, just announced a couple of days. I ran it yesterday morning, so I, I, I guess it was maybe Friday that they were closing, uh, laying off a bunch there at the Canton operation. So um, the um, oh, oh, you know, the OEMs closed, and then the um, the providers, the uh, vendors, really keep going as long as they can. And um, who who t- who steer uh, who who says okay we're we're doing it? Uh, I guess um, whoever you have a contract with, when they say that you go back to work. In other words, if you're making axles for one of the big uh, OEMs, when the OEM opens up, uh, that's your license to open at that point. I would imagine, right? Yeah, I mean that's they're they're your kind of your lifeline if you're one of those uh, component suppliers to an OEM and and I know just for us you know we we're still trying to to get new trucks we're continuing to purchase new trucks and uh, our, our our primary supplier is open but they're only I think about sixty to sixty five percent they're doing some shift separation and mm-hmm. and some uh, social distancing in their plants so they're not quite as productive. Uh, and then, you know, those trucks have to get delivered across the country. And, and a lot of the way that's done, as you know, is drivers will drive them, say, from North Carolina to Tennessee, uh, but then have to get back to uh, North Carolina. And a lot of times they're flying back and there's limited airline flights and, and concerns about that. So uh, that network's even kind of uh, um, slowed up a little bit. So, you know, I think we're going to need a little bit more opening broadly across the country in order for those plants to feel comfortable to get more, to, one, open, and then two, get up to 100%. And then till you see that, probably some of those component suppliers will be slower as well. There is that big trickle-down effect, as you were indicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, we were having a, a rather philosophical discussion earlier on the program about uh, what opportunities uh, can be had uh, with uh, the uh, period we're in so that folks can maybe really reassess and rethink their priorities, what is important, what is not, how much is a human life worth, and what are the uh, what are the uh, conditions under which I would be willing to sacrifice lives? Uh, what would I'm sacrificing them for? You know, I mean, we're getting into some really uh, deep, deep, deep stuff, but we've done that before, too. And um, I don't know if we're better off uh, now than we might have been if we'd gone in different directions. But we have some uh, choices to make here, don't we, in terms of uh, what we learn. What uh, what are, in your experience here and now, Tim, what are some of the lessons uh, that uh, can be gleaned uh, to help the industry in the future in terms of how we're handling what we're handling and how we're not handling it? I think uh, I think one thing we need to always put in perspective is is that we have to be long-term thinking and we have to be long-term prepared. Um, you, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring, and I think certainly we, we found that out in uh, you know, kind of late February. You know, we'd heard some things about coronavirus, but we really didn't know what impact it was going to have. And man, it just uh, you know sort of uh, really really ramped up there very quickly. And I think for companies and for drivers and maybe owner operators that weren't prepared for that sudden, you know, turn in the road, that could mean uh, some real challenges, um, whether for freight volumes, freight rates, um, or otherwise. If if you hadn't been long-term thinking and been prepared for that, um, it, it was going to be real challenging. But I do think um, out of all this too is is 
the focus back on people. And, uh, you know, we couldn't get through this if we didn't have the quality of people that that we do. And then really seeing that the Americans and particularly truck drivers really do step up in times of need. And I've just been so impressed. I mean, I, I've been very concerned about all the drivers out there and, you know, how would we keep them safe? But also, how would they react um, to knowing that they're out there on the front lines day in and day out as other um, parts of the, the country, other industries have, have gone into lockdown, working either working from home or maybe not working at all? Um, are they still going to be willing to be out there um, doing their it's a vital job every day? And I've just been amazed at how they have been. Um, you know, they're taking it in stride. Uh, they are staying safe. They're, they've changed some of their practices. Um, but that's been very humbling to me, and I'm very proud of all the drivers out there. It just really reminds me, you know, we talk a lot in this industry about, you know, equipment and and technology and software and and who who do you do a business with. But every at the end of the day, it really comes back to the people. And uh, that's really kind of reminded me of the quality of people in this industry that are really humbly serving uh, our nation every day. And, and uh, that that's going to be a silver lining come out of this and that I think you and I need to make sure we keep uh, um, going for a long time, long after this COVID, COVID crisis is over to, to help remind people how humble and how proud and how great all the drivers are across America. Yes, you know, my bumper sticker has read for many, many years, Tim, proud to be part of Trucking Life, and I know you are too. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I'm glad uh, in some ways uh, that the, the, one of the silver linings out of this is that the rest of America is getting to see that. Uh, you know, I have a lot of friends um, that I'll run across and had friends over the years and they'll say, boy, how, how did you get in trucking and, and why are you in trucking? You know, there's always say, you know, that question of, of, of you know, is, is that really an industry uh, that, that people uh, are proud to be in? And, and boy, are we ever. And I'm so happy I'm in it. And I, I'm, I'm so happy to explain to those folks, um, you know, how great trucking is and that it's still truly one of the uh, one of the true people businesses yet in America and that people do matter. People can make a difference and uh, you can really see it impact others as, as you're part of the industry. Tim, wow, what a what a great send off to the uh, program here this morning. Thank you so much for uh, a great discussion, as always. Thanks for having me on, and everybody, stay safe out there. And thank you for what you're doing each and every day. Tim Ashoff, everybody, President, COO of Crete Carrier Safer Trucking. That's uh, Trucking Trends.